All right, guys, this week we talk HBO Max, Warner Brothers, Discovery, Merger, Drama, Andor has us really excited. We discuss the most disappointing shows ever, and we wish we could sleep through insomnia. Here we go. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. Uh, How's it doing going, well, man? I'm very good. How are you, bro? I'm great. Can't wait to talk about all the news today. Um, lots of stuff. It's going to be a really good episode. Before we jump into it, we need you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from. You get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week yep. for free. Sweet. Yep. All right, guys. What are you drinking today? All right, I am over at Castle Danger. You guys heard of it? Ever heard a little of it? brewery up north. So they dropped a new one on us. It's a six-pack called Honey Raspberry Wheat. Um, it is a fruited wheat ale, 5.5%. Uh, it's not that good. I'm sorry. I'm I, Hey, good for them. Local brewery want to support them. I don't really like this beer. That's a, but I'm going to drink it. I am drinking something from the official Scotch sponsor of the British Open. So I'm very like highfalutin today. This is called Loch Lamond. Uh, 12 yeah. year single malt scotch really inexpensive and tastes really good I'm really enjoying it good to know hot tip all right guys i am drinking black stacks bottomless it's a mimosa sour and it's really good it's is it really orange and tangerine and it's a good sour like i think that a lot of times when they try to do these like other type of drink sours they fall flat on their face i think this is good and i think black stack is you're a black stack homer. Game, so you got your black stack stock has you never been it. sold it hasn't I'm, I'm really into it they're they crush it <laughs> all right guys we have lots to talk about we got to move on to uh the big news with hbo hbo max seems to be doing great but i guess discovery plus is not and so they're going to merge into something. What the fuck is Discovery Plus? I didn't really know Discovery was a big enough company to merge with HBO and Warner Brothers. But they did. And for some reason, these like Discovery execs, dude, are they're ballsy. And they're ballsy. And they're like taking over everything. And they're like making big decisions for the whole company, it seems like. So, yeah, so I don't know if they're just really smart or because they've been watching the Discovery Channel for so long there. But they're very smart. And um, they got big changes coming for everybody. So what's the app going to be called? Because I, if it's not HBO something, I'm going to be annoyed. I think it will be. No, it'll it'll still be HBO Max. I think that like people are probably making too big a deal out of some of the changes, you know. And we're going to get to some of these changes. Um, when I look at like what's been canceled. I find overwhelmingly I don't give a shit about any of those movies or properties. So I don't think anything's been, you know, axed that's like, oh, I was so looking forward to that. What are they doing? They're destroying HBO. Uh, I think, if anything, some new leadership on the DC side that we're going to get to is going to be helpful. So the only thing that is a little weird is that a lot of people from the HBO side were let go. And it's like, and a lot of the creative people, but I guess they took the guy that was like in charge of all the content that's been in charge for HBO Max and he's been like the one doing original content for them and put yes. him in charge of the like original, everything. And the, Which the, I don't yeah, think the original content there. I think is the key there. That's that's the most important phrase of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think they just had like they had like a group that was doing scripted content and a group that was doing non-scripted content and all these different groups 
And they're like, dude, this guy who's doing the best work that we all we all like the stuff that this guy has has produced or, you know, been in charge of is now going to make all the decisions. I think that's OK. Yeah, I think that they should just call the new app Discover HBO. There you go. I like it. You can catch. It's already it is a little confusing, right? Because there's HBO, there's a channel, then there's HBO Max. And then they're like, this is an HBO Max show. Like, well, how is that different well, than an remember HBO show? All the nonsense so, with like there was an HBO app. Then there was HBO Go, and then yep. we ended up with HBO Max somehow. Yeah. And I think it's all been like a big cluster F. And now let's now it, yes, it is merging with Discovery Plus, so you're gonna have to uh, sort through all of like the Bering Sea Gold shows and all that other crap. Um, but I think yep. you'll be able to customize it, and you know, as long as you keep your algorithm in check, uh, you'll keep getting shows that you like. You don't don't venture off the the beat the well worn path of the shows that you like too far. And none of the discovery stuff will really show up for it. so um, it. I don't. I don't. Again, I, yeah. I agree with Jibbo. I don't think it's concerning. You know, everyone's trying to write an article of like, oh, HBO quietly removed these four shows, and it's like, I never heard of those shows. Nobody heard of those shows. HBO yeah. probably did everybody a favor, right? We, we don't even need to look at it. You know, the picture of that. Yep. Yeah. I. There are some some bigger changes. I think Eric will probably list a couple of them, but overall, it's like, dude, there's no red flags yet. I mean, the only thing that is like, why are they changing something that's been so successful? Because HBO Max is now like the must have streaming service or, you know, one of them um, probably over Netflix. So don't fix what's what's not broken. But I think you, know, you I can think always make we it may see it that way. But I don't think a lot of people see $17 for HBO. Um, kind beneficial. of bumped me out that you say that. I thought it was like no, $10. it's $16.99. Yeah. Whole time. I thought it was, thought it was like 10 bucks this whole yeah. time. So maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know, they, they have to incorporate more users. We'll see. All right. Um, well, speaking of some of those changes, one of the things that got axed was Batgirl, a movie with a $90 million budget we will now never get to see. And it was almost done. And this is the movie, like, Michael Keaton was in it and already filmed scenes for it that apparently we'll never see. Well, they're not just putting this out on, Something. like, yeah. their HBO. It is surprising. I think that it wasn't quite done, right? So they're okay. They've sunk ninety million into it. Do they want to spend another twenty million on something that they think is going to morb all over the box office? Like, I mean, I just don't think it's a good idea. So I would just have been like, good money after bad. It's a good business decision. I I would like to see some of these like you know half finished deleted scenes at some point, just out of fucking morbid curiosity, if you will. Um, but I don't know. They also like they're gonna try to be more protective of how many the of those, DC. Brand. How many of those are you gonna sneak and, in? They're gonna be morb protective. Is that what you said? That sounded like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that one was accidental. But I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. They just don't want to release a shit movie and embarrass the entire fucking DC studio. And then it's like now that's part of their universe. And if they're protecting their universe then they don't want well, this Well, it was almost comical at this yeah. point, like, so, with how yeah. terrible the movies were. But some, I mean, because Venom made money, they're like, well, let's just see what happens, you know? And maybe this Zaslav yep. guy is like, no, nah, we're not doing that. You know, you're tainting your brand with every shit property you throw into the wind, hoping just because you made a bunch of money that people will keep coming back. And I think, I, I think yeah. you're right. I think Morbius was a big wake-up call financially that says, ah... Uh, we just we can't just keep doing that because like people aren't they're they're not stupid anymore yeah. like they're wise. Yeah, and honestly, because they released Morbius twice, twice. let's keep that in mind. <laughs> they released it twice and it flopped, uh, you know, hard each time. Are we now not very excited to see like the that Hunter movie, you know, with Aaron Taylor no, Johnson? No, not. 
Um, are we not as excited <laughs> no. to see Madame Webb, we're the not. next one with Dakota Johnson? We're not, right? Because we're like, dude, the whole universe sucks. So I get it. I think it makes sense. Um, I wasn't excited for this movie. The Literally, the costumes and the, the, the behind-the-scenes picks look like WB. Yeah. CW. Um, CW. I thought it was yeah. WB. Yeah. Or the CW. CW. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, I'm. it's okay. I don't care. Axe it. I mean, it sucks for the people involved. Maybe they'll get another well, shot to make something that's good. That's all important context, too. Because if, if people are like, well, they're cutting all these executives at Warner's. And you'd be like, what if what if I told you they cut the guy that greenlit the re-release of Morbius? Would you be upset then? Like, and if the answer, you know what I mean? Like, that, <laughs> right. so maybe they're getting rid of some dead weight that just doesn't know what they're doing. Like, this has nothing to do with uh, her being a female, but if someone tomorrow said Kathleen Kennedy is out of the Star Wars universe, we're going to bring in somebody else to run it, I'd be very excited that mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to go in a different direction. Yeah. And I think this can only help DC and this can only help Warner Brothers moving forward. I agree. All right, guys. Uh, one bit of good news was Peacemaker is officially safe, according to James Gunn. We love Peacemaker um, season one. So Hell yeah. That's season two. Also, they announced that the DC films uh, will follow a 10-year plan similar to that of their rivals at Marvel Studio in the roadmap that they follow, which I think is good news. But <laughs> they might have to, like, not have a 52-year-old Batman then. You yeah. know, like, they're going to have to, like, pick, make some decisions for, like, what does this look like at the end of 10 years? So the big decisions we make along the way work the the ages of the characters work can we have um the dude who beats people up in hawaii and kidnaps like teenagers guys you know like they're gonna have to nail a couple of these things did you hear the latest on ezra miller no breaking and entering in new hampshire (laughs) dude dude gets around end of the country to the other literally (laughs) he broke into someone's house and stole liquor bottles and he's being like charged with it i mean he's unbelievable i love this guy (laughs) i hope he never goes to prison all right, so lots there. Um, big changes the on their way. So quick, one thing I'll add about that, you know, you said the ten-year plan, right? Yeah. They got the guy. Okay, it's like the Sean McVay coaching tree, but now it's Kevin Feige's coaching tree. So this, the guy that they they brought in to do the ten-year plan was like Kevin Feige's second, like right-hand man guy, second assistant mm-hmm. guy. Okay. So good, they're poaching the talent. I think that there's a chance, and honestly, we used to be like, well. They should really keep Aquaman because that's working. And they should probably keep uh, Wonder Woman because we like that. Fuck all of it. That's now just like, um, you know, collateral damage in this whole thing. And even, I'm sorry, I like Robert Pattinson as as Batman. You can let that maybe go and just do do something that fits more in with a universe and, and have two Batman going at the same time. I don't care about that. But I don't really think I need that Robert Pattinson version in to be like the basis of this universe. I want him to take two years, come out with like fucking an awesome Superman movie without Henry Cavill. I don't, I don't need any of it. Start from scratch and see if we can do something cool. I would say at this point, a great timing because a lot of people feel like the MCU maybe is like pushing so far and and they've killed off the main tier characters and now they're like digging deeper and deeper and we're you know we're gonna get a Wonder (laughs) Man show and shit. They're scraping and you know DC has a chance to be like okay, we're going to do this right, and they could be the next MCU for the next 15 years. My problem is is that with DC, they're kind of damned no matter what. Like, If anything, I would probably um, edit what my characters were and what their powers were and what their story was. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at their main characters, you're like, um, well, uh, the first one, our most popular guy, is Batman. They're like, what's his powers? He's loaded. None. 
Right. He's a rich, he's a rich detective. Um, not even that good at hand-to-hand combat, uh, <laughs> but smart and does detective work. And they're like, okay, okay. Who's your second most famous guy? Uh, Superman. He's an well, no, invisible yeah, the question alien is, what's his power? Powers. Uh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every power. Um, he can literally fly the speed of light. Uh, he can change weather patterns. He can turn he can back time, baby. Um, he can reverse, tra- yeah, reverse Earth. That was not a good decision. He can pretty much do anything that he wants to. Um, well, okay, well, what's his weakness? Uh, it's this one weird thing that can only be found on a distant planet, and even though we don't have that technology now, no villains have any trouble finding it. Right, okay. right, right. Um, and then we have a, a, you know, a woman from the past who has infinity powers and a magic lasso. Uh, a guy who can run invisible jet. Yeah. Uh, and we have a robot guy too, who's made out of robots. It's like this universe is so nonsensical that maybe it doesn't need to be a universe. And I think that like if I were mm-hmm. DC, I would probably have um, people maybe cross paths every once in a while, but I wouldn't have a bunch of yes, these super. That, I think that's exactly right. I think they can yeah. each have their own little pocket of space to occupy in DC mm-hmm. land and just leave it there. We don't we don't need the collabs anymore. It's it, it didn't work. The original cut didn't work. The Snyder cut didn't work. Like it didn't work. We it, and that's okay. Right. Like just just know that and own that. Mm-hmm. Like and and be like we're gonna go in this direction with Superman. We're gonna go in this direction with Batman. We're gonna follow these different comics for Wonder Woman and and just move forward and just make cool shit. Like that's all the people want. Like and yeah. and the worst thing that happened to Batman was Christopher Nolan. And I mean that in the sense of the the echelon, yeah. the bar for those films was set so high that there's nothing else, you know, that can possibly can can compete with like The Dark Knight, right? Just on a a fandom scale of appreciation. Um and that was mostly because of the villains. Right. So, um, you know, I, I I don't know what the direction is of DC, but I think like you said, the the coaching tree of Kevin Feige um, maybe pumping some new life into the DC properties is going to be a godsend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Could be um, all right. Keeping it James Gunn, since we were just recently talking about James Gunn here, um, he's trying to make Peacemaker and make Guardians and make all these things that we know and love. But now he wants to make an R-rated Scooby-Doo 3. Let's go. Those I... movies aren't that bad. Have you ever seen them, you guys? No. No, I haven't. They're pretty funny. They're not bad. I would see this. I would happily see this. I think this is a great idea. Um, the Scooby-Doo characters are what? Like Dodge drafting hippies who like drive around, smoke pot in a van, and solve random crimes. Like I think they get so high they just get a little confused at the places yeah. they go. And then I they kind it. of like start seeing things that, you know, not, not like they're hallucinating, but they're sort of like... Digging a little too well, deep you, into stuff. You little, um, I think it's it's because you know who would who would find that many mysteries. I think it, you, you got to start looking you get at a yourself. little paranoid you inside. You know what I mean? Like you're like you're like, damn, yeah. that shit is scary. Yeah, right. Let's run, That's Scoob. You know? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. I heard something. Zoinks, and then they're fucking out of there. But so, they'll actually get to smoke weed. Fred's gonna be landed at Daphne in every fucking haunted bedroom. Um, or is it Velma Velma's, had a, Velma's had a renaissance in Halloween time. <laughs> yeah, because so, she's thick with two C's, and that's what people like now. Every girl is Velma. I think the glass. I think now. it's the glass. She went from dumpy to like the ideal female body. Bangs became okay. <laughs> the glasses work, and yeah. the, the short, the skirt with the, the tight t-shirt. top. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, that's in now. So she's had her renaissance. Uh, here's my thing. Um, I this is my my biggest take on this. I'm actually really tired of every 
former kid show needing to be made into a new version of a kid show when yep. kids don't care when the people who do care are the nostalgic 20 30 year olds you know who watch these things growing up and if they right. just embraced that and uh, embraced that audience instead of trying to market toys to kids with something that was popular in the 90s, they'd probably have more success. Yep. And so I'm kind of tired of them trying to rebrand every former kid's show. Well, it's like, uh, show. it's like, it's like, like fishing with a net, right? I mean, you, you know, we got this huge like thing. And, and so like we keep going back and like every time you go back with the same thing, you get fewer and fewer and they keep doing that with like like Eric mm-hmm. said with those movie remakes and now i think it's like let's try a new spot let's go fish somewhere else let's do something that hasn't been done before let's make an r rated scooby doo movie oh and let's put uh the guy who's like really good at doing this kind of shit uh james gunn in charge of it yeah fucking brilliant love it i think it's great all right well speaking of uh, 90s kid shows Doug? that are being remade Seth Rogen is making Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a cartoon. We know it's coming out in early August of 2023, so we're a year away. It gets its title as well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Let's go. I'm really hoping that this is edgy-ish. Yeah, I hope so too. I want it to be an R-rated animated movie. Oh, I would be, I'd go see it in the theaters then. I think it's going to be a PG movie. Yeah. I'm a little bummed about that. PG-13 would be. We'll see. I mean, dude, how, how many years have we been saying that we want like a hard R-rated Ninja Turtles like the original comic was, right? Where they actually had a reason to have big knives and fucking size because they were stabbing people's eyeballs out and shit. Yeah. Um, Instead of like chopping a rope so a barrel falls on a bad guy. With well, they just constantly get punched by the first guy and drop their weapon. Right. Yeah. Every yeah. time. And then they just get into a fist fight with everyone. It's like, why did you bring then Donnie just cleans up because he's got a stick. He can do yeah. anything with it. Yeah, it's like the first minute of the fight, Raph throws his, his weapons away. Yeah. Michelangelo <laughs> is, like, beating people in, like, a funny way with his nunchucks. Donnie's using the, the staff. And then Leo just drops his swords the first time someone bumps into him. Yeah, right. Yeah, because he can't cut anybody in half, which would be great. <laughs> oh, which would be great. He's a big muscle. So, yeah, I, I no, don't. That would be great. I, I don't think you guys want this movie. as much as I think. I think this is. Why? I think, Why would you say that? I think this Didn't is going like to be bad. Logan? It's going to be a cartoon, though. Logan's a little bit different. Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be like watching the boys' cartoons a little bit, where you're like, the first few minutes, you're like, oh, that's cool. They cut them in half, and then it's like, how many times can they? destroy a foot soldier in some gruesome way and you're like this is just this is just kind of silly at this yeah. point but you know i i'm fine with it like like i don't i don't have it i don't really care about it i hope it's good but i feel like it's gonna fall into the category of like more sausage party as opposed to like pineapple express ooh. you know what i mean ooh, ooh. I think it needs not to sausage fall... party up brutal I think what it needs to fall Kiss into death. is um, the spider. Is what mm. it should be aiming. For. It should be aiming for that kind of animation, comic booky animation, um, cool pop culture references, a good soundtrack, with, and like a with story some saw, that can be with some saw like uh, plot the, lines in between. Yeah. <laughs> elite voice talent. Yeah, there, right? Yeah, yeah, but like kind of funny, about this one. kind of funny, poking fun at itself. Like how silly the idea of this whole thing is, while telling a story that like kids can gravitate to, but like your nerds and adults and can like Master find Splinter fun making dick well. jokes. Yes, that's well, what he, we need. That's the history of that. Um, <laughs> I do think that they need to explain why Master Splinter, as a normal rat before he was ever exposed to anything, was super smart and could learn kung fu. And then he he got the magic. They explained that already. Yes, he was following his master. Confusing. He was in the cage and he was doing all the moves. And then the ooze spilled on him, and then he grew up. 
That was already explained in TMNT to the know, movie, dude. The rat Get doing the fuck that. out of here. You are, shit was already done. <laughs> All right, guys. We have some bad news today as well. Um, Olivia Newton-John passed away at age 73. She was originally famous for being in Greece. And I'm not really sure what else she was in, but she was very famous for being in Greece. I'm sure she was in tons of other cool movies as well. And, yeah, it's a bummer. 73, mm-hmm. not that old. Yeah, yeah, not that she old. She's famous for being 16 and being courted by like a 24-year-old dude. So uh, hmm. I'm guessing, yeah, maybe he was a Republican. I think <laughs> Gates. Yeah, probably from Florida. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, rest in peace, Olivia yeah. Newton-John. There we go. Couple uh, TV show things, uh, shows that we liked. White Lotus into premieres this October. Dude, I've so fun. Hopefully, it I'm excited about this again. because we knew absolutely nothing about the first season, and it was pretty solid, if if slightly disappointing at the end. Um, I'm excited that we know absolutely nothing about season two. Like, I don't, I don't need a trailer. Just w- let me know when it releases, and I'll start watching it. I don't even care. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's what I, you did seriously. last time. Hey, yeah, this was dude, a Ryan I, special. This was a hey guys. Um, I watched the first episode of this. You might want to start paying attention. We're like, okay, and it turned out to be amazing. I think it was nominated for an Emmy for uh, you know a limited series, which is fantastic. Although it's not a limited series in the end, it was goofy, but um, yeah, man, I'm excited. Yeah. I do care about this one. All right, um, next up, Eternals. Oh, I'm sorry, Four Eternals. Atlanta season mm. four premieres September 15th. This will be the fourth and final season of Atlanta. Um, Atlanta is a great show. Would you guys agree that it is a great show? Yeah, it's really good. It's funny. Okay. It's well, you just said it's not great. You said it's really good. But it's really good. I think that overall, it's been a little bit disappointing, um, which is surprising because season one was so strong. And then you're, you're kind of like, they didn't maybe didn't really know where to go with it or didn't care enough to sort of develop the characters, but they just sort of turn it into like a really weird, um, like Twilight Zone, almost like bottle episodes don't worry about what your actual characters are doing. Um, just kind of introduce new ideas of usually like, you know, racial topics. Um, I don't know. And then, and then he kind of rushed to the finish line with two final seasons. They filmed them all at the same time. He's dropping them back to back to, to get it over I think, with. I think it had a lot of bright spots, but also a lot of like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really, that was okay. You know? Um, and then there was, you know, the yeah. pandemic screwed everything up. There was so much time in between. Don Glover was so busy with, you know, umpteen other projects, Lake Heath, Stayfield, you know, Paperboy, all the Zazie Beats, like everybody was involved in like a hundred different, a hundred different projects. And so I think it was really hard to kind of get that band back together. And the story, you know, we kind of um, enjoyed it because the, the through lines were uh, very thin, you know, it was just kind of like, yeah, he's kind of a rapper and we're going to follow that. But then I think in the end, like you yeah. needed a little more substance to be able to like want to find out yeah. what happens to you know to everyone and and it just seemed a little bit um, discombobulated a little bit in that way. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so, anyways, I, I mean, I'm excited for the last season. I'll watch every episode. I'm sure that there will be you know two episodes in that group of seven or eight that's brilliant and worth watching. So I'm into it. But overall, a little disappointed with how the series is uh, wrapping up. All right, some TV, or I'm sorry, some movie news. Eternals 2 is confirmed, which had to happen as it's going to head into space and the, you know, godlike figures of the MCU that they're going to introduce us to more. I get it. Hopefully we'll get more Harry Styles in this and less of everything that we got in the first one. (laughs) This was a huge disappointment to me and to, I think, everybody. 
Um, but it just is something that I don't think they can avoid. John Snow um, and Rob yeah. Stark didn't do it for you. Yeah, it did. It should have. They were brutal. It should have. The cast was good, right? I mean, um, yeah, and Chloe Zhao too, right? So she's you know this acclaimed indie director. They bring in um, her pacing was such a fucking problem. Like so much dialogue, like long scenes of people talking in ways that they wouldn't normally talk. Like you know, um, just boring. Really, the whole movie was boring. So. Uh, don't know, you know, if she can really right the wrongs. Like, you know, when we we went from Thor to Thor, um, like Thor 2 to Thor 3, they switched the directors, right? And the writers. And we got something amazing. This is running it back. Uh, so not like I have really high hopes here. But I'm guessing it's going to be better than the first one as they don't have to have these long fucking, you know, at least an hour was just establishing the history of these characters. And there's also, there's 12 of them. Get to know all of them, please. It's like, that's Too like much, a, bro. What, one of the reasons I don't want to watch Lost is because there's so many people and mm-hmm. you guys scared me off with like the, oh, and there's all these bottle episode backstories. And I feel like they can't do that. Terrible. They can't do that with like, mm, that's like, like you said, like 12 eternal superheroes. It's just not, there's not enough time. Yep. Yep. So not super excited about this one, but you're right, Eric. Not surprised that it's getting made. All right. A uh, movie that doesn't need to be made that is going to get made is a remake of the movie Roadhouse. It's going to star Jake Gyllenhaal, and some in some capacity will have Conor McGregor in it. Um, my main takeaway from this is how far Jake Gyllenhaal has fallen. Yeah. What is he doing? Is he's he not rip, very good? He's going to rip Conor McGregor's heart out I of his chest. I wonder if he's like turning cool. into... If he became be like an Ed Norton, um, kind of of Hollywood, where for whatever reason he's kind of a dickhead, or you know, it, very difficult to work, with. you know what I mean? Like one of those types, and everyone's just like, "Hey, yeah. fuck him!" Like he's a dime a dozen. We don't, we don't need him. He's not uh, Daniel Day Lewis level of acting, so there's no reason to really, yeah, you know, go out of our way to make sure we have Jill and Hall in Put there. Up yeah. Bullshit. yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was Mysterio in one of the worst. M- spider-man movies um and he didn't i don't think he was great in that he did the nightcrawler you know movie which was indie and that was pretty good he was cool i don't know if you saw that one but i liked it um he's not i don't know it's not surprising that he's doing something that sounds like it should be um i'm trying to think of an actor like john stamos maybe or like who's somebody that's just like kind of sucks that Um, like okay mark Wahlberg, maybe right tatum Channing Tatum, you think is that bad? Well, but Channing Tatum knows his, Channing Tatum knows his lane, know. which is like I'm gonna be in I'm gonna be in Magic Mike <laughs> and Twenty Seven Jump Street like forever, like in perpetuity. But like Jake <laughs> yeah. Gyllenhaal is like I'm a good serious actor. You need to take me seriously. Jake Gyllenhaal needs Jake Gyllenhaal needs like an Ozark like series that he could star yeah, in. That'd, that'd be great. A TV show where he's a very serious character and it's really well written and there's great acting and it's like he needs his. He needs his river of God, dude. He just needs one. Okay, but now it's a TV they're, series. They're, We're gonna make you know, a movie. They don't come every day. But anyway, um, we'll talk about that later. No, yeah. I think um, <laughs> I think Conor McGregor is just—he's gonna be uh, an asshole bar guy, and Jake Gyllenhaal is gonna beat him up, and that's it. But they're gonna be like starring yeah. Conor McGregor. Hey, he's in it for about uh, nine seconds and gets beat up for being a dickhead, which is mm-hmm. probably not that untrue from real life. That's so all. probably very easy for Conor McGregor. All right, well, speaking of movies that we don't need, a live-action Pac-Man movie is in the works, and it's coming from the producer I thought we did Pixels already. I thought this was, like, mm. that was part of it. Can, can we just count that as Pac-Man? And that was really bad. And we did the Emoji movie, and that was trash. I feel like this, this is, is right on that live level. Action. Yeah. Live-action. What's he going to look like? 
My guess is that it's live action in the way that Sonic is live action with an animated Pac-Man with actual actors around him. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't care. A town that gets infested with the ghosts and then, like, little kids are freaked out and they partner up with Pac-Man. I don't care if it's an R-rated Pac-Man. There you go. I don't care. (laughs) Now I'm a little intrigued, though. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I would see if it that. comes out. If, it, if R-rated Pac-Man if comes you... out on HBO Max, I'll be inclined to watch it. But I'm not going to the theater. Um, I'm only seeing Pac-Man if in the theater if he's either evil and he's killing tons of kids, or he's a superhero who only kills racing. <laughs> I love. I love, both those scripts yeah. are better than and what they're. We haven't writing. read one word yeah. of those scripts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, next up we have Keanu Reeves is set to star in a Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio Devil whoa, in the whoa, White whoa, City. Whoa, 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 Leo and Martin, before. what is going on? Yeah. That's not a... Aren't they <laughs> best buddies? They're buddies. Um, this is huge, huge TV news, I would say. This is now, should be one of our most anticipated uh, upcoming series. Keanu Reeves has never done a TV series at all. Um, and do you guys know like the devil in the white city story at all? It's based on a, a, it's really, so it was that really famous book, but it's a true crime thing of this serial killer. One of what they think could be like somebody that's killed the most people ever. Um, he owned this, like he was a rich guy who owned this, uh, like big, like hostel or a hotel in new Orleans, like in the twenties or something. And it had like fucking murder traps and slides and all this crazy shit. And people went missing like crazy in that area. And he finally got caught, um, but they think that he's that they probably caught him for a tenth of the murders that he committed. So I think it's really fucking cool. It's a great story. Um, huge, huge people coming together. Uh, this is, you know, and, and Hulu makes good shit. Hulu makes really good TV. They haven't had a hit in a little bit, so they're kind of due. Um, but I'm super excited for this. Is, this is going to be a big deal. Has Leo since, like, he was... Boner's friend on the Growing Pains done like a TV show. I don't know if he's even going to be in it. Is he or is he just uh, producing thought, with Martin? I think. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. The way Eric said it, I thought. I thought he might be in yeah, it. But that yeah. Would okay. Be so crazy. I, that, that's what confused me a little bit. Then that's my fault. But yeah, I mean, obviously they got a big star um, in the lead. I don't know if he's going to be like a detective or if he's going to be the bad guy. Um, either way, this is going to be like. Let's pay attention to this. Going to be a big deal. Do you know what it's going to be on? Oh, dude, probably end of next year. I don't even what know. Streaming service or what channel? And Hulu. if it's if okay. it's Scorsese, it's going to cool. be uh, Stranger Things. Uh, Seventeen episodes, an uh, hour and forty minutes each. <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. He doesn't do short. All right, uh, I saved this whole thing for Jim because I knew he was going to be so excited. Um, Tom Cruise and Christopher Quarry are working on three different. Um, movie ventures uh the first of which is a tropic thunder spinoff featuring tom cruise's les grossman oh great one of the greatest characters of all time another is a original action film franchise you know not too different from their work in mission impossible okay love that and then one of them is a an original song and dance style musical (laughs) uh okay two out of three ain't bad I don't know if we needed more Tropic Thunder. I didn't really think Tropic Thunder was good. You didn't think it was good? I thought it was no funny. It was good. Did you like the Les Grossman stuff? I don't recall him. I, just I thought Ryan could do like some that. Les Grossman lines for us. I thought he was like just like a Why loud. Don't you take a step back character. and literally, yeah, fuck your own face. <laughs> there you go. He's like, give me a diet coke on, before well, I rip see, I need to come through. Like, <laughs> just 
<laughs> He's so bad. Uh, I, dude, I'm excited. And Christopher McQuarrie just makes good shit. Like, you've seen what he's done with the... Um, I think he did a Bond movie, too, but he did a bunch of Mission Impossible movies. They're all awesome. Uh, he's, he's great. He's so doing, keep it going, uh, baby. Run Dead it back. Reckoning, one and two, right? So they got technically five projects. Yeah, I know. Yep, he's doing both of the new Mission Impossible and he movies did, right now. he wrote but didn't direct The Usual Suspects. Eric did not eviscerate that. Yep. Um, he's done a few other things here and there. The Way of the Gun, which really underrated kind of indie film from back in the day. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I think McQuarrie's just fine. Yeah. He's pretty solid. All right. Then finally, guys, those, I'm excited. we could have led with this, but we're going to end this segment with it. We got the Andor trailer, the newest Disney Plus show and the newest installment of Star Wars. This is going to be building on um, in a prequel, I believe. Yeah, prequel, obviously, to mm-hmm. Rogue One, which we all loved. I think it's the best Star Wars movie, period. And, top um, five, top three. It's, it's super good. And this is this show looks awesome the cast looks great everything about this looked like the budget was like twice of the budget of obi-wan oh which is so weird um the it looks practical effects we don't have to do it in that fucking covid studio everything like they did for boba fett and mando Mm -hmm. and obi-wan yeah that could be part of it for sure but I, I don't understand why this looks so good and it looks so big. Like Star yes. Wars should be big, it should be right? vast. Uh-huh. So like vast. Instead of, Exploratory. It, instead of it, like, it's everything takes place in like the same room in Tatooine. Okay, that's so low budget. It's cheesy. This looks huge and it looks re- looks like a real movie. Um, great cast. I'm s- going to be intrigued by, you know, the mystery of it. Uh, there's going to be backstabbing and twists. Dude, I think this could be... Well, I'm ready to get hurt again, because I'm already hyping it up to be it's the best all, Star can, Wars series. Already right now, I can tell you it's going to be better than Obi-Wan, and I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah. Oh, it's going to kill... It's going to It's gonna yeah, compete with I Mando, I think, right? So it's going to kill Obi-Wan. It's going to absolutely destroy Book of Boba, which was trash. Um, well, dude, I'm, and, I'm all the way really in on this. get a ton of Andor in... Uh, Jesus, Rogue One. We, we didn't the, get a lot. It yeah. was like they were there for a little bit, but then really they, they kind of hop, skipped, and, and went all over the place. I was surprised to see Forrest Whitaker back in the trailer as whatever that guy was. The boo, boo, gullet, we'll tell, saw Guerrero, we'll tell the truth. Like, we're going to, like, are we going to see, like, the, the origin story of Saw Guerrero and, and poor gullet? Like, like uh, his truth there? This is how I got my tubes. She killed me. Like, anyway, so... But I think, like, dude, just seeing, like, the the Empire cruisers, like, coming over everything, this is what it felt. It feels a lot more like what Star Wars fans, it, it's, mm-hmm. tell us the good stories, right? Tell, don't. Yeah. It seems like a little less for children. Like, I can't believe that Obi-Wan Kenobi had, had like, child actors in it and, like, a butter like a you know little bug droid and like all this cutesy silly shit like dude they are missing the point no kids are watching these fucking shows how many what kids watch kenobi no, no they're all watching watch friends it. and Grey's just Anatomy, disappointed at Eric. yeah <laughs> right. they're idiots all right this guys is not, this is not marketing towards children i feel like and i'm excited awesome. about it it looks eric did you watch the trailer what we want star wars to be okay so that I that's did. where I we already know it's at an eight if eric watched the trailer yeah i watched trailer. i watch big trailers love it 
Love it. All right, guys, time to move on to Hot Rex and Not Rex. And uh, Jim, you're watching season two of Reservation Dogs. It's all the same magic. It is. It's it's good. It's a little slower, you know, like the first one was. Pretty much one setting there on the reservation. A smaller set of characters, but it's so good. It's so smart, and it's got so much heart. It's a great show. FX's Reservation Dogs. Um, you got to love these, like, native child actors or, like, young adult actors they found are so good. Uh, it's so funny. I really enjoy the show. Hot wreck? Wreck? Don't know yet? It's wreck. It continues to be a wreck. Okay. Yes, all right, guys. It's a wreck. This week, I watched all three episodes, and there's only three episodes, of the new Netflix documentary, The Most Hated Man on the... I thought this documentary was really good. It's a wreck. What's sure. it about? Okay. The Most Hated Man on the Internet is about Hunter Moore. Um, and maybe some of you guys remember Hunter Moore, and maybe some of you guys are going to pretend that you don't remember Hunter Moore. And his mm-hmm. famous, I'm sorry, infamous website, Is Anyone Up? And Is Anyone Up was a revenge porn website that everyone is going to deny knowing about. Never but they remember it. this. This was a big cultural Could event. Could you just let us deny knowing about it before you said that if we deny knowing about it, it means we know I've about never it? never heard Because we before. don't know about it. <laughs> This was a massive thing. When I was in college, I would say, it was a huge deal. This website called Is Anyone Up? And it was the most toxic, scary website where people were getting posted. Young men and women were getting posted. Old people, too. Anyone was getting posted by their exes, supposedly, or their friends or whoever would post their nudes, would post the most damaging things about them. And then Hunter Moore and his website, Is Anyone Up?, would link their photos to their social media and then mm. everyone in this community would just brutally attack these people and say the most hurtful things and like mm. try to ruin their lives and it was so bad um the story of it is way crazier than i thought it was i thought that like this site came up everyone was talking about it it was like the thing like the most weird taboo thing that you shouldn't be like knowing it, about it was it the was like modern day kind of Marilyn Manson rib story, right? That was like for the internet. Yeah, it age. was like that. And yeah. he was he became really famous for this, and he started like going on all these talk shows, and like everyone hated him, but he was like a legend to like high school kids and stuff. And oh. I think it's a watch. I do. I didn't know the story of it. it I thought it was really interesting. interesting. Jimbo, mm-hmm. uh, Eric came out with a very accusatory tone, but he seems to know a lot more about it than you and I. So I don't really, I don't <laughs> I, really I, think. I, I, oh. Listen, if it came out when you were in high school and you I said he was a hero sure. to high school kids, I'm 10 years older than you. So that doesn't really apply to mm-hmm. me. I said, and I said college. I didn't have, I, a, I didn't have a camera phone until like 2010. So I have, I definitely didn't participate <laughs> in any of that. I you was just uploaded worried. the you put the floppy drive in and you uploaded it. I was just worried. Wallet. I was just worried about seeing all of my tasteful all yours, yeah, spread yeah. across the internet. George yeah, Costanza, Burt Reynolds. Them. They're That's why they call really, you Burt. Really, really tasteful. I was just worried that all my tasteful news. Well, you, you don't want that kind of slander on your name, like besmirching your your good name. Yeah, I don't. I just think I don't want to tell more of the story because I do think people will find it really interesting. So I would check out three episodes only. On where? Hated Man. Netflix. Okay. Okay. Netflix. All right, Jim, you started watching Sandman. Tell us about it. So we have a friend of the pod and just a friend Uh, in general. Grab your lube. um, Balster. Tony Balster. Who has, you know, he he tried to get me. We used to work together and he brought these Sandman graphic novels in and 
I, I read the first one and I he's like, okay, you ready to trade it for the second? I'm like, you know what? You can just keep it. And, and like, dude, he's like, he's given me other great wrecks. No, it's not no, like no. He he's has got good wrecks and things, but I didn't really get into that. Yeah, he's got good wrecks. And, but he has, nobody's been more excited about this show. That's literally been in production for seven years, I believe. And here it is. And, you know, we get the trailer. I'm not that excited about it. None of us are. We're sort of like, oh, it looks uh, kind of goofy and also, weird. Also, that's a trailer cheesy, that Eric honest. accidentally watched and was like, why did I watch that? And he didn't watch another trailer the for like a month. This? Yeah. Mean, <laughs> um, so I've seen, you know, the, it came out on Netflix. Um, it had very good reviews. Very, very strong reviews everywhere, which I was surprised by. Um and I watched two episodes of it, and it's pretty much brilliant. So it's very, very good. It looks amazing. Uh, I feel like they cut the trailers in a weird-ass way, because when you watch the trailer, it's like, all right, is this is this even have a story to it? You know, you feel like it's, like, just random weird visuals and stuff. There's a lot of amazing visuals, but it is very, like, clear-cut, pretty easy-to-understand story, really, really good, strong, like, collection of TV actors some unknowns in there, but everybody's really good. Uh, super high fantasy stuff, right? Like, you know, there's dreams are real and there's, you know, gods controlling these different aspects of our lives and they're battling and they're mingling into, you know, our lives. Uh, but they t- it, and it takes itself very seriously too. But it's so fucking well done that I'm like, I'm excited to watch episode three. I'm excited to keep going with it. Uh, the first two Can episodes were question? very strong. Is this closer to Arcane or Cowboy Bebop? Oh, Arcane okay. for sure. I mean, Cowboy Bebop. The first ten minutes, okay. I was like, "This yeah, is I sucks." I, I, I was just, was so I pissed. just wanted to make sure that, um, like, I had perspective on those. Things. And honestly, it's not a bad comparison. Although this is, like I said, it does take itself more seriously, well, and, pro- and probably um, rightfully so. And from, you know, from Arcane was like instantly yeah. humorous and goofy and comedic. Yeah, um, but damn, you guys. After two, I'm ready to say it's a hot wreck. I will keep watching. Like, if you want to just give it another week, I'll probably be done with it by the end of the week um, at this rate. So, hey, shout to Tony Bolster. I'm really liking it. I hope you guys check it out, too. And then we'll come back and meet back and see where we're at. But, dude, I this is a very pleasant surprise for me. Sandman on Netflix Damn. is a hot wreck. What can I say? All right, guys, I've got some hot, more hot wrecks, too. There's a lot of wrecks in the middle of the doldrums of summer here. Let's go. All right, so next up is Amazon Prime's All or Nothing, the Arsenal reality show. No, they, it's not they, just Arsenal. They have year, rugby teams, teams. They have German teams. They have NFL teams. They have uh, Bra- they do really Brazilian well cricket teams. The... Like, they, there's tons of that. Yeah, they do the Premier League. Every year they do a Premier League team. They had City one year, Spurs one year. This year it's Arsenal. It's hard knocks, but I think better. Um, I really think this is an enjoyable show. If you like sports and any kind of sports docs ever, if you are a hard knocks fan yourself, I would tune into this all or nothing. I happen to love the Arsenal, so it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, But they just do such a great job at showing you all of the behind the scenes stuff and then kind of like fast forwarding through the sports. Yeah. Like, the biggest game that they set you up for for a half an hour, they show you the whole game. And then they're in like, when Arsenal, like, you know, draws with whatever, and then it goes right to the locker room yeah. and Arteta speaking. Yeah. 
Right in the locker room. Yeah. It's so good. It's so well done. It's um, it, it really shows you a different side of what sports are about and what it's like to be the coach or manager of a team and how it's about managing emotions more than it is anything. And so I think it's really good. Amazon Prime, all or nothing. This year it's Arsenal, and it's really good. All right, now we're going into my favorite segment of all, Snap Back to Reality where Eric hits you with the hottest reality TV shows, just like every week, someone's got to do it. This week, my obsession in reality television is Love Island UK. UK. Love Island. Not to be confused with F-Boy Island, right? Love Island made me fall out of love with F-Boy Island because it's way better. (laughs) Yeah, I'm done with F-Boy Island as well. Just to follow up on that, season one kind of was good. Season two, I'm done. It's over. Yeah. Um... All right, so let me just tell you, Love Island, it is a daunting task, all right? But the reason I, I gave it a watch in the first place is because everyone I follow on Twitter that's, like, British and talks about soccer, that's, like, my favorite part of Twitter, they're all, like, 90% soccer talk and 10% Love Island talk. Well, that's because like the great British conference. baking show doesn't okay. quite have the steam that it used to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they all are obsessed with Love Island. Now, Love Island is, like, There's one of the... There's only three shows in, in England, so... Taboo... So Love Island uh, yeah. is... Like, <laughs> Dabu's one of them. It hasn't been on in three years. Sorry, sorry, Eric's trying to be serious. God damn it, Jim. Focus, okay? God. I know. So, so Love Talk Island is British shit. Let's go. a, a five-day-a-week show where it's on every night for an hour, and there's just drama and relationships, but they're constantly having to like maneuver between relationships. It sounds terrible. There's a reason it's one of the most popular shows in the world. The show is great. It is the best um, if you're working from home person and you want to throw on the TV because you don't have a super hard day, but you do have to be like scrolling emails and be available. Love Island is your show. Okay. okay. You're going to absolutely slay the show. You're going to start and you're going to be so confused. You're going to want to speak in a British accent with all of their slang. Their slang is just the best part of the whole thing. Do I need and, closed caption on? I was going to say, oh, I don't think caption. you'd be able to watch Jesus British Christ. slang without closed caption. It's English, Welsh, and Is it like uh, like Cockney, too, yes. where they're using like Jesus. these weird phrases like, yeah. for your shoulder? You're, it's oh, like, I guarantee yeah. they're Cockney as fuck, dude. These people, these are reality stars, buddy. They aren't trained at the it's Juilliard. Like, it's a great show. I, I, It's a wreck, for sure. It's a for sure wreck in Snapback Reality. How many hours are would I have to watch to catch up on this season and be honest? I think the season's done, and there's like 50 episodes. 50 hours. Something like that. But I mean, I, I don't think... I can't finish Ozark, and it's, I have four hours left. <laughs> I'm telling you, Wait, this is one a different kind of watch, though. 50 this is like hours? A, doing, yes. It's crazy. It's, it's I every oh, day. It's every day. They oh make, a, they make yeah, an episode that every day. The beginning. Jesus Christ. And it's like they release it the next day, which is cool. Like that it's is five interesting. days a week for ten weeks. And like what happens is, is like it starts with five guys and five girls, but they instantly bring in odd numbers of guys and girls throughout the show to try to turn people's heads. Then what happens is, is they have to decide who they want to be with, and then someone gets dumped and kicked out of the house. And they're constantly trying to steal people or date different people or like hold on to their person. And then what's happening is the people who are coming into the house have been watching the show. So they've been watching the show. They know everything that's going on. They'll be that's like, "Oh, you give don't really like the British baking show." Well, I'll, I'll call it good. Give me, give me, <laughs> give me bread week, <laughs> week, <laughs> week, cracker week. You know, and let's go. The Great British Bake Off has a problem. It's like the conditions. They're always like, "Well, you got to prepare for the humidity. It's two hundred degrees in here this week because we do the show in a tent." And I'm like, "Just do it in a goddamn kitchen with some AC." It's like, why is that bringing the drama? 
Yeah, that's the, true. The drama is that nobody can cook. All right, guys. I also this weekend went and saw Nope. Love it. Okay. Jordan Peele's latest. Jordan Peele's latest Nope, a horror movie about aliens. Um, this movie was not that scary. Okay. Okay. But it was. I was going to be very spoiler free, buddy. By the way, because I'm excited scary? to see this. Yeah. I mean, it's like a well, horror. He makes movie. horror movies. I don't know. No, but like, I think Get Out was pretty that. terrifying. Like, but it also wasn't a scary right. movie, it's... right? In that, in that regard, Us was though. Us was like outright supposed to be scary. Maybe you I know, think it's supposed but... to be scary, but it's not. It's not all that scary. Um, I thought it was super well acted. The idea of it was really cool. I didn't think it was as good as Get Out, um, but. I really liked it. I think he's a super creative and fun director. Um, I don't know if the whole story makes sense, um, but I guess a story about aliens um, wouldn't. Uh, I thought that the level of commentary was turned down, and that was probably my least favorite part of the movie um, compared mm. to mean, like, what so, he's done social, social commentary? Uh, I think, things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. like that stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I do. I like that he does it in in a way through you, his. That was movie, the, I know? remember like, your review not, specifically not... for Get Out was that it it was very good, but it was more important than it was good. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Hey, Eric, think... you should really watch Candyman, which Jordan Peele produced, because it's got all that commentary in there, and it's it's good stuff. By the way, yeah, I was really excited about Candyman until I realized he was going to just rip everyone's throat out with a hook, and then I was out on it. Mm. Okay, yeah. you're right. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Bad, yeah. bad rack, bad rack. <laughs> Overall, I think Nope was really good. Um, I'm not going to say it's one of the best movies I've ever seen, but it was fun to see in theaters. I would definitely wreck it for everyone. So, great. You wrecked it. What's your Rotten Tomato score, though? Um, I think my Rotten Tomato score was like an 86. That's pretty strong. Yeah, I really liked it. It wasn't amazing, but it was really good. I Let's get out theater. then, by the way. Do you remember? Um, like Probably like a 90. Okay. Like it was worse than that, but not by a lot. Cool. I really like to get out too. All right, guys. So real quickly here, um, we're going to dive into a little discussion for five minutes on the most disappointing shows of all time. Yeah. And so we talk about things that are great all the time. We try to bring you the best commentary. We try to get you the best shows. We try to get you the water cooler talk you need to dominate your office. Um, hopefully you guys take some of our takes and you use them as your own. You say all the funny things that we Especially say. My, you say all the clever things jokes. that we yeah. say. To your, and then, and then you just yeah, you don't dude. you don't give us credit right. for what we said. You just tell people yeah. to listen to the Nordies podcast. Absolutely, that's fine. And yeah. so, so but tell them don't listen to old episodes because then they'll realize that all the jokes and takes they took. So just yeah. listen to new episodes. Yeah, Let's yeah. get started now. Don't um, touch that backlog. So we have some, and you guys will have to let us know where we were wrong and what we missed. There's obviously a ton of them. Um, I'm going to start throwing them out to you guys and you tell me right or wrong if they're disappointing and how excited we were for them. And yeah. then maybe we give them a disappointing level score okay. out of 10. Okay. That sounds and good. I like that. the biggest disappointment ever in Zero is like... It, it's, you know, because it's not just the worst shows ever because no. some shows we see a trailer for you like, that's going to be bad. And then it is. This is like stuff we were, that had potential. We were excited for. Yeah. And so, there's lots of First up, this was when we we wrecked so hard before it even came out. We were excited for like months for Maniac. Uh, we thought Maniac was going to be transformational. We thought it was going to be like a, one of the great shows. And it who 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 made it again? Wasn't it the guy who did uh, Mr. Robot? I thought it was yeah, Holly. No, Holly. I don't know if it was Sam Esmail. We have we he did Homecoming, which is an honorable mention for that yeah. because we were so yeah. psyched for Sam Esmail's next show. And then it was a pretty big disappointment. 
um, over on Amazon Prime. But yeah, Maniac. I mean, dude, you get like Jonah Hill who doesn't do TV, Emma Stone who doesn't do TV, and then you see these wild trailers. It looks so creative. And ultimately, like, it wasn't a horrible show. It just went sort of nowhere. And then, they, you know, everybody forgot about it. I didn't see it that long ago, and I didn't even remember what it was about. It, I was, uh, it was uh, Carrie Joe. F- it was like Fukunaga. they went into, like, a drug trial. Created yeah. it. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the show was a seven on disappointment. I think it's, I think it's, yeah. I, I think it say, was I think an it's an eight. eight. I think it's higher than that. Because we, that was, like, uh, Jonah Hill coming off of Wolf of Wall Street. Emma Stone was our title belt holder yeah. as the best actress. And we thought like this merger of powers and in and amongst all of the other cast that was in Maniac, um, it had some high points, but ultimately it, like Jimbo said, it went nowhere. Not a lot of it made sense. It dragged on it. Like, you know, the episode of, of them at the, you know, the old, old style, like clothing store with the shootout was like, what is on? I don't even know what this is yeah. supposed to be. I know. Um, so, like, nothing nothing really, like, made a whole lot of sense. You know, eight, I think, is the right score. All right, okay. we, we started off episode one. We thought The Night Of was going to be the next big show. I don't recall finishing it. It got so bad. Um, our expectations weren't nearly as high for this one. So, on the disappointment scale, yeah, I'm going to give I it a five. I think it's a little bit lower. Was, I would it, say before the show aired, like, there were no expectations. After episode one... Like you said, expectations were through the roof. Yeah. Like, oh my god, this can go in a million different directions. One of the best and then pilots. we were like, okay, that is the most morbid. And then like the guy goes into jail for like two weeks, and he's like getting face, getting face tattoos. tattoos, and then like smuggling yeah, cocaine like, balloons drug in his butthole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it, it literally one of the dumbest shows ever. I. I Anyways, yeah, I would say I would say a six for that because we were just like we lived it. We watched each week, waiting for it to get better. All right, what about this one? Um, had some big actors coming off of some big funny roles on HBO. It seemed like one of the next big comedies. It wasn't. It never got out of the gates. I actually tried to watch it. It was really terrible. It was called Vice Principal. Oh yeah, I don't think that. I don't think I had super super high expectations I'm- for it. Well, when I looked at a list of shows that were highly I'm disappointing, sorry, it was in the I don't, top 10. like, anything that yeah. Danny McBride is in moving forward immediately puts me in the, like, it's down here tier category. Yeah. yeah. It's a three. I watched some of it, too. I think I watched a whole season Eric of it. I'm going to give this one a four. high on season I one. Eric. Wanted to be back. Eric, Eric hot wrecked it for I tried. a minute. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's a three. It's a three. Okay. Okay. All right, uh, next up. This one had some high hopes. Season one seemed like it was going to be really cool. And I don't know if... I think that they actually tried to release season two without actually writing a script. Um, That's (laughs) Man in the High Castle. (laughs) Oh, God. I think they just ad-libbed. I think they were, like, improvising season two. You watch this longer than any of us. I quit halfway through one. was trying to be cool. It had good ideas. All right. Uh, I'm going to do it again. I think I did it. Pretty recently, nine months ago, maybe. Um, this was Eric's first ever hot wreck for the Nordies podcast. Oh, when we uh, were the hair of the dog, and Man in the High Castle was the yeah, first wow, one, and it was cute. Amazon, and it was coming off of them putting Nazi propaganda in the like the subways of New York City <laughs> and getting like hardcore reprimanded. In one of the worst PR moves of all time. Yeah, that's up there. I'm going to give this, and for Amazon, they really felt this one because they were trying to launch their streaming service. They put a ton of money into the show, and it just fell off so hard. 
I think I'm going to give seven. this one a six. I think, I think it's a seven. I I'm think it's a little higher than that, um, especially because mm-hmm. Eric, like, really, you know how Eric is good at like pitching something that he's really enthusiastic about. My love, my level of enthusiasm oh, God, was yeah. at an all time high. Yeah. I might watch Love yeah. Island. Exactly. That's how good he exactly. is. Exactly, he's a, he'd be a great salesman. He could be making six <laughs> times his teacher salary. All right, Don. Next he, up, like put his mind to it. Next Soul up, card. guys. This was a big. Speaking of cards, this was a big show um, that started out great. I feel like everyone was watching it, and then wow, did it fall off? That's House of Cards. Mm, yeah, I don't know which season it was that was so disappointing, but it went from like. Everyone was watching it. Everyone was talking about it. Great show to unwatchable. No one was paying attention. Even I think they even were like pre Kevin everyone. Spacey, yeah, they just nonsense. Kind of it. it was somewhere near the end of like season two, going into I think is where it kind of jumped the shark. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it a five. I'm yeah, gonna give it a I'm, I'm a five. Six. I'm with Eric. All right, uh, this one. Everyone watched it to the end, but let's not pretend that we weren't very disappointed. Come season four, I'm gonna say, and that's Lost. This show was mm-hmm. on top of the world. And then they drug their, the bloody carcass of the show three more seasons to a painful death at the finish line. But was it, yeah. really, was it really dead or was it dead all along? Right. Exactly. And then they're like, well, we're not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I don't know. I feel like this show was disappointing in the end, but it was, it was, it was such a, like, an experience um, it was more about the water cooler moments early on and experiencing yeah. it together. So I'm not going to say that this show was a disappointment at all. I'm going to give this a, a zero. Okay, I'm going to give it a two. Well, I think. Yeah. I, well, hold Can on. Can I throw I a think, couple I out, Eric, that I wrote down? Maybe the like the, the impetus of the game maybe getting a little bit colluded here. Like, are we talking about shows that we were disappointed with how they ended, or shows that we were hyped for to start? Let me let me give you the next okay, few, and then you, you can answer that question. Okay, okay. Okay, um, next one, Legion Season 2. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's that's a good one, right? We're like, we, even Legion Season 1, we're like, okay, it has a lot of potential. It's super interesting. It looks cool. Well, and then by but 2, remember it's like, how nope, this is a bad one show. ended with, like, that, that creepy, like, little kid, like, doll thing that was, like, chasing him, like the Babadook kind of thing. Dude, that shit that was, was scary. freaky, and it was slow, but we thought, all right, we got something going. 15 minutes into season two, and you knew this shit's over. This, this shit's we done. Knew. I think this was an eight. It's an eight. Really, I, I think really, Eric's really exactly right. It's an eight. Yeah. You were so this is high on the list. Eight. All right, next up, this one from the beginning, Wheel of Time. This was supposed to be another massive Amazon show. I got 15 minutes in, stopped watching, didn't even ask anyone if it was good. Just was done. Yeah, you knew. Um, and you know what? You were more protective of your time because I finished the season. And I may even try to watch some of the second season. We'll see. So for me, it wasn't an abject failure. And I also already had tempered yeah. expectation. So for me, I'm going to rate this one a little bit lower. Yeah. I'm going to give I'm this one that. a four. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out. My favorite show on Amazon Prime has been 000 which is apropos for the amount of marketing they did for their best show that they've ever had, which is zero. Yeah. Um, zero, zero I think zero. I think it's their best show. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of another like Amazon original. That... Zero marketing, <laughs> zero pub, zero money, zero media coverage. And they fucking nailed it. Um, <laughs> but Wheel of Time is like, oh, we spent $200 million. It's like, on what? I don't know what you... Anyway, moving on. Yeah. All right. Um, what about True Detective? I mean, that's a season. ten. That's an that's a, that's the easiest ten. That that's Katie yeah. Ledecky swimming against the rest of the world. You know, I mean, it's just 
like <laughs> season one, even though the ending was like a little bit choppy and and they didn't quite stick it. Um, going into season two, you're like, oh, this is an anthology. Nick Lots of Pizza is going to nail this. Yeah. Like, we're going to get some more occult stuff. And then it was just like oil rights or, or like who's going to own the, the tracks for the whatever. And we were getting Rachel McAdams and oh, Vince Vaughn. And, and we thought like, oh, this is going to work. And we, oh my God, the worst we, dialogue we made excuses for it seen through television. four episodes. And then eventually we were just like, this sucks. Oh, Colin yep. Farrell too. No, let's not forget Colin Farrell. And we were just like. Yep. Who actually was maybe a high point when he's just like. When he's like, get yeah, he's yeah. like off the wagon, and he gets like his booze and his blow and his weed, and he turns the music on and he just parties by himself. And the Taylor, only good part of the whole season, something else. Uh, I forget what Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Taylor, yeah, Taylor, exactly. Taylor ain't and a movie and the season ended, we're like, we were almost like happy. Like I, I that was yeah. enough. I'm done. Yeah, biggest drop off in quality ever. I think it's a ten. I think it's a nine. I got a list. I'm gonna run through them quick. Okay, I, I have one last one. Oh, okay. Go, go, go. Westworld season That's two. That's a brilliant one. Yeah. That's a 10. It's a, it's a 10 to me. It's a 10. This was yeah. the show that we thought after season one, we were like, this takes the spring throne from Game of Thrones. This is their yeah. Game of Thrones replacement. That's what they thought too. And yeah. season two, it crashed and burned. I couldn't even start scene three. Season four is happening. It, it went from what, what should have been the best show on TV to they didn't have a plan. It's terrible. It's a 10. Yeah. It's a, it's, a yeah. it's a ten. It's a ten across the board. All right, I'm going to give you my list. Okay. Yeah. Iron Fist zero on Netflix. Biggest bomb. Didn't care. Fucking ever. Um, remember when they tried to make Inhumans a thing? Marvel did. Horrible. Do you guys remember Sense Eight on Netflix? The Wachowski show. No. You don't even remember it. No. Horrible. Um, do you guys remember the Get Down? I mean, I remember the oh. okay from <laughs> Gosler, thought, oh. like the the like the the. <laughs> Part of this deal was like shit we had hyped up. I don't think any of us had hyped up the get down. We have no, we did hype you these did up because of Bos. I, I know. I you're mean, a I big, hyped up Sense Eight. I'm like, okay, Wachowskis are doing a show. This is a big deal. The get down was like they advertised it more than Netflix has ever advertised anything because Bos Lerman spent ninety million dollars per fucking every two episodes and it bombed. Um, how about this one? Vinyl no. on HBO. We, Oh, How terrible. often does HBO spend a bunch tr- of money we in tried, crash? We tried to nah. like watch that, and I think we all gave up after 15 seconds. I don't. But think weren't so. we excited coming up? We're like, dude, this is gonna be a big show. I was. Um, Cowboy <laughs> that's Bebop. A you, that's a you problem. <laughs> Obviously, I was excited. This is this is for me. This one's for me. Um, and then I unfortunately I had to put Obi Wan Kenobi on, and I think we should actually rate Obi Wan Kenobi. Because it wasn't the worst show, but of course I had it pegged to be gonna, the I'm greatest gonna, show of all time. So why don't I you give, you give your score last? I'm going to say, um, I don't think I was on the same level as you, but I want to say it's a, it's a six No, in terms of disappointment. I'm going to say it's a five. I was disappointed. Was... I, I liked it. I liked the show. I ended up liking yeah. it even in the end, but it was way worse than I was expecting and hoping. Yeah, it was a seven in disappointment scale for me. Um, yeah, that's my list. Well done. It does suck when we're all excited about something and it finally drops and we're like, well, this I think, blows. I think, you know, border, outside of like the season twos and stuff where we had hype, I think Maniac is by far the one where we were collectively the most excited for a property that had potential to be something that was, like you said, Jimbo, transformative, genre bending. Yeah. It, and, and like, I think what Severance ended up being was what Maniac was trying to be, but did a... Did, 
poor job of it. Um, and so I think, uh, yeah. I think Maniac, I think would probably be our title belt holder of the most disappointing given Emma Stone, um, Jonah Hill, Carrie Joe, like lots of, uh, who is the, the guy from the yeah. leftovers in that with the masturbation? Yeah. Justin um, Thoreau. Justin yep. There's Thoreau. lots of other yep. big stars. Yep. So the whole thing was... He literally just put him in there to, like, have sex with machines yeah. and look like a weirdo. Like, what a joke. Um, big disappointment. All right, guys. And that's what's going to bring us to another big disappointment. And that's our Are You Rewatching Closely segment. When we were doing our Chris Nolan rewatch. And this week, we watched his second movie, uh, coming off of his first, Memento, which had great success. Um, we watched the movie Insomnia. And this movie had a massive cast. Uh, was it Al Pacino? Is that who he is? Al Pacino. And, uh, and um, what's his name? Yeah, Robin his name? Williams. Robin Williams. This movie should have been huge. Um, I guess I had never seen it. I didn't really know anything about it. And I was expecting Chris Nolan, where Chris yep. Nolan is so good at giving you these complicated stories that have twists or have unexpected things happen or have some, you know, surprises or Easter eggs or all the things that we love in movies now, he was doing this stuff a long time ago. So I kept waiting for like, where's the twist? Where's the twist? What's the insomnia part? What's the insomnia going to have to do with this? Mm-hmm. You know, what is going to happen here? What is going to surprise me? Like, what have I missed? And I combed through this movie looking for these details or trying to find what I missed or trying to find where it was going to go. And in the end, it was just well, a so, normal movie. So how much do you guys... It was... How much do you guys know about the background of this film getting made? Okay, so I'm not trying to sound pretentious. Like, I was just doing a little bit of research because I was in the same boat as Eric, like, thinking the same thoughts. He goes from memento to this, and it was just, it it was very perplexing. And so this was uh, apparently a remake of a, so this movie, uh, Insomnia came out in 02. This was a remake of a Norwegian Scandinavian movie from 97. So five years later, oh. they tried to rip off the IP and, and so they, yeah, dragon exactly. tattooed And uh-huh. I think here, here's my tinfoil hat theory. I couldn't find anything on that online. But my tinfoil hat theory is Chris Nolan had the prestige in his holster and was ready to go. And the studio or Warner or whoever said, we will make that movie for you if you do this Al Pacino, Hilary Swank, Robin Williams crime drama thriller from a remake of a 1997, you know, Scandinavian film. And I think he just was Mm. like, okay, it's not his screenplay. He's not credited as a writer. Um, so I, th- I think it was yeah. just like, he was kind of doing the bare bones of like, this is what they gave me. I'm going to direct it because I want to get the prestige made. And that, and that's, you know, it. it's funny you say that because I felt like Chris Nolan was bored making it. And Al Pacino couldn't have been more fucking bored in this role. He didn't even try. Okay, so one of my notes is from the movie, as I was watching it, we have three Academy Wow, Academy Award-winning actors, and none of them gave an effort above a B minus. Was one of my notes, and I think <laughs> yeah, I really. think Robin Williams gave a B effort, but I think Hilary Swank and Al Pacino mailed it in, and they couldn't have cared less. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Um, I was just surprised at actually how bad the script was. Even um, there's a line in it that I think is as bad as I don't like sand. It gets it's irritating. Yeah. from the Star Wars movies. Okay. You guys, you guys can't think of this line, can you? No. It stood out to me. He goes, I like chewing gum. Yeah. Keeps me awake. <laughs> like, dude, 
I mean, he delivered that, and I was just like, this is a bad As he movie. was driving a 17-year-old um, girl seen it once out to a dumpster. Like, yeah. Like, flirting with her, and she was into it. I mean, the weirdest decisions in this yeah. movie. Like, who's I, worse, him or the fucking killer? I mean, come on. I thought that this movie was not terrible, but it was definitely far from good. I think this movie is the first ever 50 that I'm ever going to give. This movie was a 50. It was nor good or bad. I watched the whole thing. At times I was interested. At other times I wasn't. It was just a basic movie and it wasn't offensive. And it was, there was like enough to keep me interested, but it wasn't good. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah. How did they know to go to the cabin when they go to the cabin and then they go to the trapdoor and then they're in the mist, which was so the fucking was the stupid. Worst part. All of a sudden there's mist everywhere to the point where he can't, he's shooting his partner because he can't tell what's going on. How did they I get to that cabin? They went to the cabin because these boys were playing around at the cabins and found the backpack. Okay. Yeah. Thank so you. they, they were saying up. like, put it out then, on the radio then, that we're looking for the backpack yeah, so that the, the killer, killer would, would go show look up, for the backpack but they they, they knew where it was, right? The but backpack. they were hoping that because it was put out on the radio, mm-hmm. that he would show up and be like, "Oh shit, it's there! I'm gonna go get it." Okay, all right. Thank you for that part. Um, how about having Al Pacino be like an athletic okay. person running no, and no, jumping? No, no, no. Fences you don't get to ruin all my points. Like, you the... don't get to ruin all my takes. No, no. no. Uh, so hold on. Okay, go, 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 go. So something that Eric said. Um, I want to go back to that. Some of my notes were it lacks zip and creativity, which it totally does. It's a it's a it's a boring genre chasing crime thriller because there were a lot of these. There was like you know uh, Double Jeopardy, The Recruit, which also starred Al Pacino, Confidence, Inside mm-hmm. Man. All of these movies like had this thing of like we're not going to give you the whole picture until the very end, right? And it was like it was chasing that whole thing, right? Um, the whole bland, like, dirty cop from a big city vibe is so lame and so, like, like Michael Douglas made that movie 17 times in the 90s. Like, we don't, we don't need that anymore. And then I thought, this was one other piece was, I thought the internal affairs uh, piece was, that was also, like, very genre of that time of, like, internal affairs is a big problem for police. It's not anymore. Because police can do whatever the fuck they want. But, like, in the late 90s, early right. 2000s, like, Internal Affairs was... It was part of, like, Lethal Weapon. It was part of the movie, like, Double Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. It was part of... Um, I can't remember what I wrote. But it was part of, like, other movies where, like, Internal Affairs is, like, this big, like, uh, monkey on the police officer's back of, like, hey, we got questions about that report you wrote. Because that pretty much seems like bullshit to us. Um and then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got called randomly by some dude in Alaska, and we're going to go up there. Like, how fucking lame. Like, how lazy is that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're in Alaska. And he goes up there. He goes up there. The murder happens the day before. He's there the next day for some reason. And then he instantly knows everything about this case. And he's walking around the city talking to everybody like he's been there for 25 years. Um, literally insane. Uh, I, the only thing I liked about it is that they both died at the end. I was like, at least they both, at least they, they had a, a, a big ending. And then it turned out I didn't care about either and of them as they as, died. As, like, oh, spoilers. as she like zipped the, the, you know, baggy shut on the bullet casing, I was like, fucking, I don't care. I don't care if he, if his legacy is tainted yeah. or 
If not, if she decides to throw it in the oh, ocean, who cares like who about cares? his legacy? Um, one of the things that I found hilarious was I wrote down um, the chase scene. Um, two 60-year-olds playing Alaskan parkour was hilariously awful. Like when they had that chase scene of like climbing up ladders <laughs> and then they all, they were log rolling like across the logs. They ran across Like give me logs. a break, I Robin Williams. And, and then all of a sudden, oh, and he's like, uh, okay, yeah, I fell in the water. I could hold my breath for a minute and 15 seconds after I've been sprinting up ladders and across rooftops. Uh, no problem. Yeah. And I'm 60. And I haven't, oh, by the way, I haven't slept for four days. So other than, other than that, I'm okay. Which also just brings up the point, it, the insomnia factor, they didn't even bring it up until 45 minutes into it. And then it was just an absolute side piece to the story. Like, why even call it insomnia? I get it. Was it's, called insomnia, it's so I was thinking, like, he thought he wasn't sleeping, but he was actually doing something when he thought he wasn't well, sleeping. Like you, yeah, yeah, you thought, like, like, like maybe Robin it. Williams wasn't real. Because the insomnia, but then you were just yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. they're not, this isn't that creative. It's not that smart. I was just, yeah. It was just a normal movie. So what'd you guys give it? So Eric, you gave it a 50, Ryan? I'll give it, I, I mean, barely, I'll give it a, like a 52. And, and that's only because it's fine. Okay. Yeah. I gave it a 60 and I thought that was very harsh. I never give movies that low. So I don't like this movie. I thought it was an, actually a bad movie. Um, I'm excited to move past it. Because we have a lot of great, great I have two movies other point, I have two other points to make before yeah. we go on this movie. Um, one uh-huh. is the violin music that played every time there was like a big moment was like uber distracting and stupid. And whoever was in charge of the sound editing should be fired. And I also think the world wasn't okay. ready at that time for bad guy Robin Williams. And I, and I, I think Robin Williams... Mm-hmm. I, it, out of the Academy Award-winning actors between Hilary Swank, Al Pacino, and Robin Williams, I think Robin Williams gave the best out of all three of them. The only thing that yeah. the insomnia played in for Al Pacino was his voice, where they made him, like, scratchy. You know, kind of like you couldn't really understand him, and he sounded very tired. But other than that, it didn't really have nothing happen. Nothing, no, nothing mattered. So, anyway. Yeah, very straightforward pretty boring um pretty yeah very all, much all like the outlier movies, here or, or this movie was like all there were so many of like out of time um with denzel washington um inside man is another one that's like kind of like that where we wait until the very last second and then you know you finally kind of you know get the answer the recruiting confidence yeah. it was all of these like different films that like had the same premise were very predictable, which this I think kind of falls into that. It wasn't that unpredictable, um, and it right. was trying to be like Seven. You know, it, it, it's trying to be like Lethal Weapon, The Negotiator. It's like kind of like trying to Venn diagram all of these, you know, different. You know, Brad Pitt, Samuel L. Jackson, um, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, kind of kind of movies, and it just it didn't yeah. it didn't land. You know, it was just a bad combination of all of them. All right. All right, well, what wasn't a bad combination was us talking about all this stuff during this show. So good work, guys. Pat ourselves on the back. And you guys, the listeners, good work for listening to this great episode of the Nordies Podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed hanging out with your good friends here. You can come back and check out our sports cast later this week. But until then, thank you for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nordies Podcast. (laughs) 